Welcome to the Giveology Impact Series podcast in which we share the experiences and inspirations of social entrepreneurs and change makers around the world in education. I'm Vandana. I'm delighted to have Suzanne Singh from Pratham Books with us today. Pratham Books is a non-profit children's book publisher with the mission to see a book in every child's hand. Storyweaver, an initiative of Pratham Books, is a digital platform of openly licensed storybooks in mother tongue languages. Suzanne Singh is the chairperson of Pratham Books. After completing her MBA, she spent over 14 years as a marketing and communications professional in the corporate sector. She became deeply interested in the issues of equality and access to quality education and moved full-time to the development sector in 2003 with her engagement with Akshara Foundation, a nonprofit that seeks to improve the quality of education for children in Karnataka, India. She has been involved with Pratham Books since its inception in 2004 and became the managing trustee of the organization in 2010. She has been chairperson of the organization since January 2014 and has led organization's digital expansion. She also serves on the board of Akshara Foundation. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us, Suzanne. No, delighted to be here, Vandana. Great. So can you share with us the story of Pratham's book's founding and mission? Sure. So uh, Pratham Books was set up in uh, 2004, and that was the time when uh, there was a lot of documentation and conversation around the reading crisis in India. Uh, which is that about 50% of children who were in school were not reading at grade level. And uh, the gaps tended to widen as the child uh, progressed in school. And uh, certainly, you know, reading was uh, being seen and is seen as the fundamental building block of all education. And if children are not reading, um, chances are their learning will be impacted and, you know, slowly the child tends to drop out of school. Uh, so there were several uh, several organizations that were working to address and uh, reduce the reading deficit uh, by having you know large scale reading programs and focus on reading etc. And as part of that entire effort, which was a uh, actually a national campaign called Read India, uh, there were libraries that were being set up uh, to anchor and give children you know ongoing reading material for them to practice reading. And um, uh, as these libraries uh, started to be set up and uh, they had to be populated with books in languages that children spoke and learned in, because as you know, India is uh, very diverse um, on languages and we have 22 official languages and um, more than 700 other languages uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, people speak and learn in. And um, there just weren't enough books in many of these languages. So the mainstream languages of English, Hindi, a few other regional languages like Marathi and Malayalam were well served with books. But if you looked across the board at all the, you know, all the 22 official languages, uh, at the minimum, there were just hardly any books in, in several, several languages. And that became the start of the conversation uh, that eventually resulted in Pratham Books being, center, as it being set up is that can we create simple reading material for children to learn and practice reading, books that are in mother tongue languages, books that are richly illustrated and are contextual to a child's environment. And that became, you know, in a sense, the conversation that, uh, conversations that led to Pratham Books. So Pratham Books was set up in 2004 as a non-profit organization, and uh, the objective was to publish uh, low-cost, good-quality books in um, in Indian languages. 
And uh, the second part of the objective was actually to provide wide access to this, these books because um, uh, it was hard to kind of distribute books to a lot of you know rural areas, remote areas, etc. So that really was the fundamental uh, kind of um, you know idea behind Pratham Books and the mission, and it kind of gets in, encapsulated in the mission, which is a book in every child's hand. And um, uh, very very quickly, I'd say within the first two years or three years of Pratham Books being set up, pretty much every nonprofit that was working um, uh, on literacy and reading in the country were were buying books from us. So we scaled very very quickly from you know starting to publish in five or six languages to going up to 13 and 14. And now we publish in about 20 Indian languages. And I think we're one of the largest, um, uh, you know, children's book publishers in India today. Wow, that's really impressive. So can you just share with us a little more about your organization's accomplishments? Sure. So, um, uh, you know, like I said, you know, our uh, we hit scale very, very early in our journey because I think there was just a, such a large gap of uh, for a good quality children's resources in Indian languages that we kind of came in and filled that gap. Um, so, um, in terms of accomplishments, we've uh, we've published about uh, 320 titles um, in uh, in about 20 languages, which is close to about 3,000 books. Um, we uh, prices range from um, about four cents to maybe about sixty cents, where the average price is about thirty or forty cents, and that's huge. That's a really, really important driver of access because by keeping the prices of the books low, we can kind of, you know, uh, they get just get consumed and distributed just far more widely than if they kind of get the prices high. Um, we are, we are. Uh, available in pretty much every state in India. Uh, and I think at this point, we have a readership of about 50 million uh, cumulatively over the years since uh, 2004. And uh, one of the, you know, one of the things that we started to explore and, you know, talk about a couple of years back was that, you know, with the mission of a book in every child's hand, even by distributing, you know, one and a half million books annually, we were still a you know, drop in the ocean because, as you know, in India, the population is huge and the number of children under the age of 14 is 240 million. So even if we were distributing, you know, a million, million and a half books a year, uh, we were still a drop in the ocean when you look at the population of 240 million children. And that's when we started to um, kind of uh, think through what else we could do. And... Um, uh, you know, the big idea that we had at that time was we wanted to, uh, or we started to openly license our books. What that means is uh, that we started to release our books under open licenses on content platforms like Scribd and the International Children's Digital Library. And it was very easy for us to do that because we had a hybrid model um, uh, hybrid model that we were operating uh, with, which meant that we were raising philanthropic grants to cover the development cost of the book. So the cost of, you know, author, illustrator, design, translation, all the way up to the book got, getting print ready was covered for philanthropic grant. And only the paper and printing cost was um, was kind of, um, you know, recovered through the, through the price and the sale price of the book. 
and that is how we were able to keep our prices low and since we've already you know since we'd already covered the cost of the book through philanthropy uh, it was easy for us to then you know say that we were going to kind of release the book uh, under open licenses and that strategy had um, the most astonishing results actually uh, so what started to happen is that our books started to get picked up and and converted either into a new form which could be a audio book or a braille book or you know a lot of digital apps were getting created at that time etc or they would get translated into a new language and when we tracked this after a couple of years we saw that uh, for every one book that we released we would we were roughly getting five new derivative versions and that was huge because that meant that there was 5x the amount of impact uh, that the books were having by putting them out under open licenses and this was being done by people outside of us so therefore we were leveraging a much larger user base that was taking books to children with just pratham books and um and uh, you know at, at that point um, the only way that we could you know people would write back to us and tell us can you give us the images of the book separately can you give us the text separately you know can you give us high resolution low resolution so all of those individual um, you know kind of requests and we could send out dropbox links and very often these dropbox links would crash you know with too much traffic and uh, that's when we realized that you know there's an idea here and you know the way that we're doing it is not necessarily the the most scalable uh, way of addressing it and um that that kind of led to uh, the building of the platform that we have now the open source platform that we have now which is storyweaver and that's uh, so storyweaver is a digital repository of um, of content and um we have books we have over 7000 books in 104 languages and uh, we won uh, uh, at the time that you know at uh, that we were thinking about story we were how to keep the open you know our open licensing idea um, alive uh, we won a small grant uh, from uh, google's impact challenge which had come to india that year and we were inviting ideas that non-profits where non-profits could use technology to scale their work and we kind of you know wrote up the idea of a platform and we uh, we submitted it and we won a grant there and that was really uh, what led to building uh, the version 1 of storyweaver um, you know like i said which is a digital repository of content in languages yeah that's really amazing so what are some of your recent projects you're working on so uh, so i think in the last couple of years um, uh, we've been kind of uh, the, the work that we've been doing around print just continues to grow year on year so we continue to uh, you know publish books create books distribute books uh, keep prices low all of that the original work that we were doing continues to kind of grow from strength to strength um and in the last two or three years like i said you know we've been also working and, and trying to figure out how technology can help us scale because we really believe that technology can be an equalizer um for a lot of you know for a lot of children who can't afford uh, quality education and we've been investing um, quite a bit in technology initiatives one of them like i said is story weaver and you know i'd love to talk a little bit more about that um uh, so li like i mentioned earlier it's a digital repository of content and um apart from being able to read the books on the platform uh, which are all available under open licenses all of it is open access and free uh, 
and those books can either be read online, but given the lack of infrastructure in many parts of India, we've also provided the capacity for the books to be read offline, where you can download the books when you have internet connection and you can read those books offline. And more importantly, those books can be printed and downloaded. So anybody locally who needs, you know, maybe 10 copies of the books, you can just kind of download it on an A4 printer and uh, print out those books and use them. Uh, you know, but more than reading, because uh, we realize that, uh, you know, even at printing at 22 languages and uh, 20 languages, there's still several languages that are uncovered. And it's, it's, it's not possible for a single organization to develop expertise in all, you know, all of the languages. So we've also embedded tools on the platform to um, allow people to translate the content or the stories into the languages that they want. Uh, we've also got tools, uh, creator tools on the platform where you can take the images from a very large image bank of about 8,000 images and you can create your own stories or you can version an existing story. Suppose there's a story that you like, which is at a, at a higher level. You can make the text simpler and, uh, you know, uh, make a lower level book out of it. Um, so we've allowed for all of these versionings by creating a simple suite of tools on the platform, which, um, you know, are really simple to use, don't require, you know, major technology skills, et cetera, and allow for versioning for the local, you know, use case that you may have, um, you know, which cannot be served by a mainstream publisher. And again, in Storyweaver, which is about two and a half years old, we've had the most amazing journey. We uh, launched it in September 2015 with um, 800 stories in 24 languages. Uh, in January, which is about two and a half years down the line, we are at 7,000 stories in 104 languages. And uh, what has been um, astonishing again for us in this journey is that uh, while we at Pratham Books were very much focused on the India problem, really, as it were, and, you know, the Indian children that we were serving, Weaver has now got a global footprint. And um, about half or more than half the languages on the platform are actually international languages. And they're as diverse as languages uh, from Southeast Asia, which include Khmer, Thai, Bahasa, Indonesia, Mongolian, uh, to languages from West Asia, which is Arabic, to several languages from Africa, which leads us to kind of, which validates, you know, um, the prevailing theories, which is that there is actually a shortage of, um, of good quality children's reading resources across the world in many of the world's languages. And um, organizations and communities are picking up the content from Storyweaver, versioning it and translating it into their languages and then using it, you know, either in online ways or, you know, printing and, uh, printing and using it. Uh, so technology is now a big component of, um, of, of the work that we're doing with Pratham Books, both for creating content and for providing access to content. And uh, we just see that, you know, growing um, as, as time goes by. The second technology-based initiative that we have is uh, we have another platform called Donate a Book, which is a crowdfunding platform. And um, uh, what we do there is that um, we invite uh, organizations to post their requirements on, of books on the platform. And there are hundreds of organizations across India that, you know, work with children in small ways, big ways, but, you know, often don't have the funds or the required funds to buy as many books as they need. So they put up their appeal on the platform and then, um, you know, we try and generate a funding for those books 
through uh, individual donations. And that's been going pretty well as well. And we've, I think, distributed over 100,000 books um, to over 100 organizations and uh, reached, I think, over 125,000 children. Uh, so we think that technology can be used in many interesting, innovative ways to reach more children, provide more books, and hopefully help them along their reading and learning journey. Yeah, definitely. So how do you qual quantitatively evaluate the efficacy of your programs? What, do you, what kind of metrics do you use for impact evaluation? So as a, uh, as a nonprofit, uh, we keep a very, very sharp and a close eye on metrics uh, because that's the only way you kind of evaluate uh, whether you're delivering value to the beneficiaries that you're, you know, you're set up to serve. Uh, so we have one a sort of out um, one set of metrics which are um, uh, which are which are output metrics, which is how many books are we producing in how many languages, you know, how many books are being distributed, and some of the nuanced um, kind of metrics that we have in that is you know how many new languages have we added, how many new gen genres of um, content have we created. How many new children have we added uh, to our footprint? And um, from the technology perspective, of course, the data is far more granular. We know, you know, we know the areas that we've gone to. We know the time spent um, on on the platform. We know the number of books downloaded. We know the number of times read. So a lot of our metrics are actually focused on output metrics. We have a harder time. Um, uh, kind of, uh, you know, working on outcome metrics. And uh, the reason uh, the reason uh, that is so is um, that our books often go into programs and such books does not actually have reading programs of its own. Our books are sourced by organizations that do their reading programs and have their interventions. So, and since we don't work with children directly, it's hard for us to understand, you know, whether a child has moved from reading level A to reading level B, because we don't actually, you know, work in that space. Uh, but having said that, we do have a couple of studies that we do in a year where we actually measure, uh, you know, reading progress. Uh, we are currently doing one in a district in Tamil Nadu called Vilipuram, uh, where there is a partner um, that we work with a fantastic organization called Communities Rising that is um, working in, uh, to improve the learning levels of children in that district in government schools. So we're working with them to kind of measure uh, the reading progress of children. So we've done a baseline and a lot of our books are getting used by the children there. And then we'll do an end line in March to see how um, they progress. Uh, but yes, as an organization, we are very, very, you know, keep a very, very close eye on metrics to kind of um, ensure we're doing what we need to do. Right. So what are some of the community responses to your work? Sure. So um, uh, the community has been, ever since the beginning, has been a very, very large part of uh, the way that we've approached the design uh, at Pratham Books. And the reason that communities are important, because we've always said that getting children to read is a society mission. It is not something that one organization, you know, 50 of us can ever do when you have a population that's that large. So we've always had an approach which is, has been inclusive and has, been, um, has involved communities uh, in many, many ways. And I'll give you, you know, we have several examples. I'll just, uh, you know, talk about a few uh, to kind of um, uh, illustrate this point. Um, 
it's sometime in 2007 or 8 very very early on in our journey we would uh, do uh, when when we do a couple of book launches a year so we you know go into a city uh, promote a book invite children do book readings etc etc and we'd be able to do maybe four or five in a year because we just didn't have the bandwidth to do more than that and we kind of you know do it in the cities where we where our teams were present and there was no way we had the bandwidth to go into a smaller town or go into a village and kind of do these book reading sessions and um sometime in 2011 we said you know let's let's see if we can get volunteers to do this for us so we put out a call saying that you know are there volunteers who'd be interested in kind of taking this book and doing a book reading session in your community and in the first year i think we got about 19 volunteers who kind of signed up and we launched a series of books through them in 2012 we said you know let's kind of make that number 100 volunteers and you know we we put a call out we we designed a whole campaign it was called one day one story and we picked one book and we said on that one day which is international literacy day we will everybody will read the same book and we invited volunteers to participate in that activity and i think we got you know over 100 volunteers in that and today uh, last year which is 2017 we had about 5700 volunteers with, who did about 6000 sessions and not just i mean the majority of it in india but several other parts as well i know there was some in pakistan there was some in sri lanka you know so the idea has caught on so if we pick one book we send the book out to volunteers we invite them to take the story into their communities and we have the most lovely stories that come back to us and my favorite one and this is from a couple of years ago is there was this young boy who wrote to us from a small town in india called aligarh and he said i will take the story um, to the aligarh railway station and i will put up um, and i will read up the story on every platform in the in the railway station so he took the book and he went to one platform and he read the uh, read the story out and then he went to another platform got a bunch of kids together and read the story out so it was just you know i've seen many many stories like this uh, so that's one kind of big um, community based uh, initiative that we have um, Uh, we also because because our content is open uh, we have a lot of partnerships one great partnership is with an organization called bookshare that um, creates accessible ebooks for for people with print disabilities and i think they're the largest online library uh, of um, ebooks for um, for for children who can't uh, read and they take a lot of our books and put them out into uh, into daisy format so that's an example of you know partnerships and then throughout the year we run campaigns where we invite authors to participate in 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 um in story writing in illustrating and translating so our focus has always been uh, you know principles is you know is is a nucleus but you know there's a whole kind of community that we built around pratham books um, that you know promotes the whole idea of reading for children yeah it's a really great community so can you also share with us some of the challenges that you faced as an organization several several challenges as you know as uh, is expected uh, i think some of our bigger challenges are um, you know as a multilingual publisher getting um, getting the right or getting talent in um equally good talent in all languages is is a challenge so i think in in the larger or the more mainstream languages resource pool is is larger so it's easier to tap into them 
in a lot of the smaller languages because it's not a very well developed uh, ecosystem. Um, getting the right uh, talent for translation for reviewing is very very difficult, and we've realized that. And now uh, you know there's a conscious effort to kind of build out that ecosystem. So we have you know master translators that you know do master classes to help uh, you know other less accomplished translators learn how to translate better. We do workshops where we invite translators into one city and then we have people you know experts who talk to them so we're trying to build this ecosystem but as a non as a multilingual publisher it's you know it's often hard we'd, we'd love to do you know 30 40 50 languages but it's just hard to find uh, you know uh, resources and talent that can help us do that um i think uh, the second uh, big challenge that we have as a publisher is um is distribution. It's um, it's a pretty underdeveloped uh, physical distribution system that exists, at least in India. You know, um, uh, distribution channels for books are kind of limited to the larger cities and you know uh, and towns. So if you want to go deep into into rural India or deep into some of the parts of the northeast or the north or the extreme west, there's just no distribution channels. Therefore, is an organization that is not only creating books, not only, you know, uh, uh, doing things around children, but also having to kind of think through distribution channels often becomes a challenge, which is why we, you know, we're excited with the, with technology because technology is, is uh, permeating very, very deep and, you know, you know, the penetration of mobile phones in India. And, um, you know, so we're leveraging all of that that gets available. And, you know, while we're talking about mobile phones, I'd love to share one more uh, kind of story. Um, so in India, uh, the belief uh, we've got, I think, over 900 million mobile phone connections in India. And anywhere you go, you know, mobile phones are pretty much omnipresent. So we've started to kind of explore mobiles as a, as a medium for dissemination of stories. And we did two or three, we've done two or three interesting initiatives on that. Um, so uh, there's, there's this whole very Indian concept called missed call where you can dial into a number and disconnect and you don't get charged for the call. And then you get a call back and because incoming calls are free, actually, you know, the whole, the whole process is free. So we had a campaign called missed call do kahani suno, which is that listen to a story through a missed call where we recorded, uh, <clears throat> a whole slew of uh, stories in Hindi and English. And we promoted this saying that anybody can dial into this number, you know, it disconnects and you get a call back where you can pick a story in the language of your choice and you can hear of it. In the initial pilot, which um, was supposed to run for a couple of weeks and we had to close it in five days, we got 37,000 calls in five days. And uh, children were just calling in, uh, listening to the story, and it was as high as, you know, 22 calls you know, from children. So you call in, listen to the story. And, and, and what we were trying to do with that is we were trying to use the audio story as a surrogate for storytelling. Storytelling is often the first way that a, a younger child gets exposed to vocabulary, to words, to the structure of the story, etc., etc. And often, um, you know, uh, children who come from disadvantaged backgrounds do not have access to, you know, uh, uh, the time or the resources in their own homes to have storytelling uh, kind of done to them. 
And so we did this whole, you know, audio story campaign to kind of promote the idea of storytelling as a substitute for, uh, you know, as the first step to reading. I won't say a substitute, but as the first step to reading. And that was a tremendously successful pilot, and we're going to be scaling that up. And um, distribution is a challenge, and therefore we're constantly trying to find new ways to distribute. And the mobile phone was one, you know, exciting opportunity because of the high penetration of mobile phones. What we've also done in the last couple of months is we've released a set of a series of stories that have actually been designed for the for the mobile. So they're short, simple, easy stories that use audio in an interesting way. And those stories are, you know, are being are being uh, widely um, kind of read uh, by the children uh, that are accessing them. So, you know, distribution, I'd say, would be a key key challenge uh, in our world. Yeah, definitely. And Pratham Books has done a lot of really amazing work, as you've shared with us today. So, what are some of your goals for the years to come, and what can our listeners do to help? So our goal continues to be uh, to pursue our mission of getting a book book in every child's hand. So finding new and novel ways to reach out to children across languages, across geographic uh, geographical boundaries, and in an, it's an ongoing and exciting endeavor for us to Pratham Books at Pratham Books. Um, so scaling out to reach more children um, in more languages is our primary focus. Um, so. For for listeners who, you know, for us are part of an extended community, the possibilities of collaboration are plenty. You know, you could you could write, you could author books on our platform, uh, a story weaver. Uh, you know, if language is an interest uh, area for you, you could kind of contribute uh, your time to translate some of the books on the platform. Um, certainly, you know, take books to more children, you know, so uh, read stories out, download stories from Storyweaver or from anywhere else, you know, Storyweaver is just one repository, but, you know, take stories to children because that's a very important part of socializing uh, the idea of reading to children. Um, so, you know, do book reading sessions in classrooms and homes and communities, you know, spread the word. Um, you know, for us, every collaboration is important because um, everything that we do can only be amplified by the contribution of um, of a larger community. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And thank you so much for taking the time to participate in our Impact Series podcast. We're really excited to continue following Pratham Books and the many exciting developments to come. Thank you, Vandana. It's absolutely delightful and, you know, it's been a privilege to be here. Thank you.